I-C-K-B-A-C-K, the kickback. We live in effect with Reek Reek, Bree Bree, and your boy E-B. Let's have fun. Hello, friends. I can finally say it. It's the thing I've been talking about almost every episode for the past three episodes. But welcome to summer. It is here. We are officially out of spring, the little forgotten season. Spring really only gets like a tiny bit of love. The flowers bloom and people are like, cool, now it's summer. So now we really are here at summer. And you know what? I have to give props to Florida because this morning it was beautiful. I don't know if it was because of all the rain yesterday or what but like I could actually walk outside and feel a cool breeze and that like never happens here. Sharika am I exaggerating? Girl I haven't been outside so I can't I can't confirm or deny. (laughs) That is hilarious. So um you know I love to be outside. I was outside yesterday you know I like to ride my bike to the gym. It's like less than a mile and a half from my house and I probably am at the gym four to five times a week and every morning when I go I see a rabbit and I thought Mm. that little rabbit it's just so cute but yesterday I didn't get to go to the gym in the morning because I just had a lot of stuff to do with work so I went to the gym after work and I saw three rabbits and I always thought it was the same rabbit but I think it's a little family now what they are eating in the Home Depot bushes I don't know because it's just like dirt and trash over there do rabbits just eat grass like I don't know what that's about I guess that's a google for another time but uh then when I was on my way to dinner I saw saw a huge raccoon and it wasn't even dark outside it was like uh maybe seven ish so the wildlife is out i'm out and (laughs) i absolutely love it my song is summertime by kenny chesney y'all know carolina girl love me some country music that is such a good song and i listen to it all the time but even when it's um um not summer. I'm jamming to it because it's just like a feeling that fun, um, young, just everything. And I think he captures it in his chorus. He says, perfect song on the radio. Sing along. Cause it's one we know it's a smile. It's a kiss. It's a sip of wine. It's a summertime. Now I don't like wine. Y'all might be like, how do you know you don't drink? I have sipped it. I have so many friends who are like, it's just because you don't have the right kind. Wait, I'm lying. There's one wine that I have recently sipped that actually is decent. I wouldn't necessarily go out and buy it for myself because I just don't like the taste of alcohol. But for the most part, that part of the song I don't love, but I love the rhyme. I love the feeling, everything. It's just great. It's a good time. I'm here for it. Welcome to um summer. Sharika, how yes, are you feeling? I'm doing all right. Um, there was a few things just running through my mind. Uh, I was going to tell you after I come back in town, girl, I'm ready to go to the gym and to the pool because I got the braids in now. So I'm ready to be swimming. Okay. I'm ready to be swimming. The last, you know, time gave me some heart palpitations because it was harder than expected, but I'm ready to build up my endurance and I'm ready to get in that pool and be doing the strokes and swimming. So I'm ready for that when I'm back in town and I'm excited. I'm happy you got your braids. Yes, girl. The braids are in. <laughs> they are secure. Praise God. Um, the young lady. Do, uh, that... um... Go ahead. We need to do a video episode once I get my braids and okay. this, well, next Friday is my appointment. Then we can do an episode, a live episode. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> summer braids. <laughs> exactly. We put a little wig on EB. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. So good. Don't tempt me because I will go on Amazon right after we're done, girl. <laughs> Give EB a locks braid, a uh, locks wig. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So I. I love a braidcation. I'm, I, you know, I feel like you can do anything with the braids. Like I feel like when you got braids in, it's, it's, it's like being free, which is weird to say, but it's like I'm not scared of the rain. I can go to the pool at any time. Hey, it's time to run to the beach. It's like you know what? We're free. We're not limited. Now I understand when I'm not normal. We're not always limited, but then the work to do the hair after you do the that's the part. It's the pit. Okay. It's terrible. It's trash. It's (laughs) annoying. So you just avoid those things. Of course you can do them, but it's like, at what cost? Is it, this is, that's, you know, I love the pool this afternoon. My, my, the rest of my night is this hair. You know, I just can't. Exactly. You know, or exactly. So it's just like, ah, no worries. Just free and exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great as you all can tell because the braids are in full effect. Um, my temp is <laughs> my temp. My temp is seventy three, and you know I'm feeling great because your girl's getting ready to be on another vacay coming up soon. Um, also, your girls uh have a day off today, so you know. <gasps> what? Yes, girl. Oh, are we? person i mean i'm i'm working but still (laughs) so originally today was supposed to be my test day for my class i mean for my exam i mean for my y'all know what i'm talking about for my certification today was supposed to be my test day but like i told y'all i think it was last episode i moved the test so today i was supposed to be up and i said you know i could go to work and then i said or not or I cannot go to work and um, do what I need to do for me, have a self-care day. Uh, what does that entail so far? It entailed me making myself breakfast, and that was it. But so <laughs> that is what my day has entailed so far. But, you know, I'm free to wherever the spirit moves me for the rest of this day. So my temp is good. I feel good. I feel great. Um, oh, today is, I mean, not today, June, which I know we're at the end, y'all, but I just found out or just realized that June is Black Music Month. Didn't know that, wasn't aware. So I picked a song from a Black man, one of my favorite entertainers that is a Black man. You know it's Jay-Z. You know I love him. And it's on to the next one. I love that song. I just, you know, it's on to the next one. What's <laughs> I love the next it, too. One? I don't know, but... <laughs> Ready to be on to the next one. I I love a I love them. You know what? It's on to the next one. It's time to move on. It's time to do new things, and I'm ready for it. So that's it for me. That's the tip. That's what I'm feeling like. Friend, we can hear it in your voice. It's so such so refreshing to get this. Like, you know what? I'm ready, and I'm on to the next one. Energy from you. I absolutely love it. When you were talking about your break, you capture the energy perfect, perfectly. Um, that reminds me of once again, the summertime song by Kenny Chesney, because the first part of that chorus, he's like, it's two feet on the dashboard, young love and an old Ford 
cheap shades and a tattoo and a Yoohoo bottle, bottle on the floorboard. And when I think about like two feet on the dashboard, you know, like the old days you're riding with your friends, mm-hmm. you throw your feet up, you know, and I could just see Sharika, Beyonce lemonade video uh, style head hanging out the window, just the braids flying. She's on to the next one. And I absolutely love it. Now, what I absolutely don't love um, and what's kind of sad is this tragedy that happened recently in our ocean. Mm. Sharika, how did you first hear about, which they're calling it the what? The sub... um, Submersive? Submissive? Yeah. No, yeah, that's something different. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm like, I just thought it was like a, a tank. Like, I'd never heard it be called like a, a submersive, a summer, submarine. Submarine, maybe. yeah. But submarine. Yes. So how did you first hear about this situation and et cetera? Well, um, the first time I would see, I think I saw like little clip, like scrolling through the internet. And I think the uh, the podcast that I ended up listening to, I think I just saw that they were talking about a submarine or a sub something, but I didn't really look into it at the time. Then I went to work and one of my coworkers was like, girl, did you hear about it? And I said, I saw some things, but I didn't really get, get into it. I don't know the story. So she gave me the gist and I said, what? And then I went and listened to the podcast that I did see preview talking about it. And I said, oh my gosh, this is wild. That's how I found out. How about you, friend? I often follow the Twitter space, even though I don't have a Twitter. And I saw Titanic was trending. Mm. And I was like, what? What? Why is Titanic trending? Like, we already know about the Titanic. And then I saw this video uh, that was this guy saying he has this little ocean gate submarine. Mini submarine is kind of what it looked like, a small one. And they take people on these trips to see the Titanic. And one of my greatest fears is large bodies of water. And especially Mm. at night, like when I cannot see my first greatest fear is like to die in an airplane. Cause I think falling out of the sky like that is just horrible. Mm. But the second would be drowning. It's just water like that is terrifying. So I saw that before I even knew what the challenge was um, and the tragedy that was happening with it. And I just watched that video and I thought these people are so brave because the guy was signing the waiver. It was like a news story they were doing about it. And he was like the first page they mentioned, like you can die like three times. I mean, he's like, okay, let's go. And I saw that they had some things that felt very like um, (laughs) home project DIY ish, like a little game controller. And I know nothing about, the engineering or mechanics. So I obviously thought, well, they're making light of this, but clearly it's safe or else they wouldn't be doing it. So I just thought, oh, that's pretty a cool little thing. The story was just up there. But then a couple of hours later, I found out that it was trending and the story was up there because another group had come for their experience and they were missing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really like I love the like I love the beach. I love the water. Like I would have been a mermaid if I could have. Oh, <laughs> I love to swim. I love the water. Yes, so I love the water. But 
there are levels to this and I don't, you know, even like I love a cruise. I love being out there on the water, but sometimes I got, I'd be on the boat and I'd be like, I can't think too much about this because it is kind of scary when you think about how massive the ocean is and not to even, I can't even imagine that, you know, as you see different videos about the depths of the ocean and how dark it is, I, it's scary. So as much as I love, you know, a little beach situation, I, I, I don't <laughs> know if I could do it. And, and then to know, you know, that these are homemade items, like, you know, I could have <laughs> went down to the Home Depot Lowe's, ordered on Amazon and, and, and no, you know. Mind you, I don't have the skills to build, but I'm just saying like that these are just random items that anybody could get a hold of. I would be like, it's a no for me, dog. I just cannot. I don't trust. I, I mean, I just wouldn't trust it, especially like I think they said it's like two hours. I don't know. I need an escape. Oh, oh, this is the other wild part. They had to uh bolt the people in. Absolutely. I would. I can't. I'm already down. For the count at that one i'm not you know what i think in my old age i think i'm becoming claustrophobic i don't oh. i've never felt claustrophobic like being younger i never thought about it my brother and my dad claustrophobic me not so much the first moment i ever felt claustrophobic was i was um spelunking so you know you stay in a cave and so we were i was spending the night in the cave and then there was this one, like you could do like cave exploration or whatever it was called while you're down there. Not ever, you didn't have to participate, but I said, you know what? I'm adventurous. Let me do the things. So I went, so you had to be able to like, so this, <laughs> this is when I should have known. They basically was like, if you can fit through, it was like, a, you know, like a milk crate, like the little square milk crates, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So it was like that, but cut out. So they were like, if you can fit through this milk crate, I maybe it wasn't, but in my recollection, it was a milk crate. But it was like, if you can fit through here, then you'll be able to make it through, you know, some of the tighter spots. And I'm like, I slid through. And, you know, this was in my younger days. So I was able to slide on through. I should have known if, if, if fitting through a milk crate was the prerequisite that this was a, a fail. This shit was a bad idea. I should not have done that. <laughs> So I'm going through. It's fine. There's parts you can stand. You got to climb. You got to go over. Literally, there was this one part where you had to lay on your side. So I'm laying on my side, on my shoulder, and you had to inch through like a worm. There is no, you can't sit up. You can't go forward. You can't go back. You're, you're literally inching through this section and your feet to head of the person in, in front of you and the person behind you. So my head is to someone's feet, someone's feet, my feet are to someone's head and I'm inching through. And all of a sudden I had this moment of like, I can't, if I need to get out, I can get out. I start panicking. I never had, that was the first panic attack I've ever really had. Probably the only that I can really think of. I start panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Mind you, now this is also now, Really like, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I started to think, what if I, I, I can't get out? And then now I'm like, Oh no, I really can't get out, even though I could. So the, the gentleman that was behind me and the guy that was in front of me, they saved our lives because they were like, you, it's okay. Calm down. You can do it. Sharika. It's fine. It's fine. They, they talked me through because I started to panic. I cannot imagine. 
And that was probably not that long. I don't even know. Probably maybe 30 seconds, maybe not longer. I don't have no idea. But two hours bolted in a little tin can. I can't do it. And you're going to the bottom of the ocean. I I totally uh -uh, get that, uh -uh, how it can uh -uh. be like terrifying. I'm not, I've never been claustrophobic, but I think you nailed it when you said like it was maybe a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. It starts like in the mind. The mind is powerful. So for me, like just thinking about the fact that even if it was a completely safe, submersive, the fact that I'm in this large body of water and anything can happen, that mm-hmm. enough would take my life. Like I would yep. have I'm such a panic. So when we were in um, Jamaica, the place that we stayed, you could do snorkeling all day long if you mm-hmm. wanted to. So they take you out as many times. And my husband very much is a fish in the water. No I life jacket. Can't. Like just just goes in the ocean like we're in the deeper parts and he's just in the caribbean sea woo, living his life i with life jacket still freaking out and i'll kind of stay on the top like he'll see the stingrays and dive down and that probably isn't that deep but Mm. even then i felt like panic in my spirit i just felt like i am scared now and i want to get back on the boat so i think that for me would just be Pretty terrifying. And I, there are some things that I will do in life because I am pretty brave. Like I am terrified of roller coasters, but I've gone skydiving twice. There are certain Mm. risks I will take. There are other risks. Yeah. There are certain things like I have a lot of things. I'll do them. I I would do the roller coaster, but the sky. Oh, no, no, no. No, because it's about the stomach feeling. That is the part I don't like. And you don't get that when you skydive. You don't get that. When you skydive, it is the most beautiful free fall. Like it, feels incredible I don't like that and I can do roller coasters that loop that go backwards like I can do the Hulk at Universal but Mm. I can't do the red one that's on the other side of the park um anyway Mm. so I I don't do drops or anything like that so that is one thing because in air I can still breathe but you're telling me I have to go into something where if something goes down I can't breathe and I'm not the strongest swimmer and it's going to be dark and it's going to be cold and there are things in there that can eat me like I feel like if God wanted us to be in the ocean he would have given us (laughs) and kills like that's really not a space for us we have this whole world to be at I don't know that the ocean depths and floors are really where mm. you need to be. Uh, I It kills me when people tell me that, like, we have a, explored more a space than we have our own oceans. That's how mm. dangerous mm-hmm. it is. So, like, they say, like, we should have a, they say, scratch that. It is true that we should have, like, this fear of God, this reverence, right? And that's how I feel about the ocean. I have such a respect for it. I'm like, there are some parts of it I dare not go. You do your thing, ocean. Um, (laughs) But I also know that because people have explored the ocean, it has enhanced our life in ways that I probably can never even imagine. So I like that there are people out there who are brave and smart and able to do it. I don't feel like this little ship, whatever it is, was ship, submarine, submersive, 
was the best choice because mm. there are so many for people who are know a lot more about that field than me. I read a lot about how there are just too many features on it that could go wrong. I read about mm. one of the windows on it. They had been warned that those windows were just built for 1300 meters and the Titanic's like 4,800 meters. So y'all Jeez. keep taking, right. So y'all keep taking this down and y'all don't, haven't changed this window. And it has so, all that being said, Sharika and I gave you a really long introduction to this little thing that has been taking people on these, by the way, $250,000 trips to see the Titanic. Uh, it was doing one of its standard operations and it went missing. And everybody was doing the countdown on Twitter for how much time they Jeez. had before they could be saved uh, because there's only so much oxygen and I immediately felt so heartbroken. And I remember like genuinely praying for them. I'm like, God, mm. like, let them be found. And if they die, let it be quick. Because imagine being with just these five people, not even your closest friend, your loved ones, maybe even strangers. And you know, you're running out of oxygen because you're lost. So that was everyone's thoughts for a long Ooh, time. Geez. So Sharika, when you knew that they could just possibly were lost and they couldn't be found, what were you thinking? I was, um, I was praying and hoping that they would be found alive and sooner rather than later. Um, it, I, cause I just, I, I'm like you, I'm thinking about what it feels to be in there. Are they, you know, do they, are they aware that they're lost? Are they aware that what, you know what I mean? Like, or are they blissfully, you know, exploring the underwaters? Like, I don't know, but I, to be, I just, you know, was hoping that they weren't in there panicked and afraid and who, geez, it, it just is heart wrenching to just be in a situation of unknown. And that's, yeah. what, you know, we uh, on land were un- unknown, but I mean, and, uh, you know, or un, we didn't know what was going to happen, but I can't imagine being the people, you know, in that situation. Another thing that I couldn't imagine, but I witnessed in full time, uh, was people's reactions and the lack of empathy. So I saw it trending that they're lost. And at first I just saw that like, oh, they've lost contact. So then everybody was just wondering what these trips even are. Many people are like me and didn't even know these trips were being offered and a thing. The average person can't probably afford a trip. I read about how some people mortgage their house to do it or whatever, because they are just love the Titanic and that kind of research so much. Um, but then what I started to see were so many memes about their possible demise and about how they shouldn't have ever done it. And some were hilarious. Unfortunately, I didn't laugh at them. But it was more so like, how can we be so callous? And so it brought up this uh, conversation point about how the average person feels about the wealthy. Because people seem very um, like, oh, well, that's what you get. We're over here worried about them and they're down there at the Krusty Krab. You know, oh, stuff like oh that. Yes, that was a meme. They had the little Ocean Gate is the name of the submersive and they had it like sitting at the Krusty Krab. Like I saw some wild stuff. A lot of jokes. The internet does take no break. It they doesn't, but also, I guess a couple of uh, weeks ago, there was a boat and 750 people lost their lives or over 500. And they're like, that didn't get the news. But I'm thinking it had, I don't think that had anything to do with the fact that those people 
were not wealthy. I think it had everything to do with these people being on a trip to see the Titanic, which is one of the most famous ships and wrecks in our mm-hmm. history in world history. So because they're associated with that, it got news like it's big news. So I was wondering if you had seen all the memes and how people were responding, because I didn't see a lot of like hopes and prayers. It was a lot of, yeah, mm -hmm, that's what you get. You saw a game controller and you thought that was like the right decision. Like, Mm. you know, they went down there to visit that Titanic and they got the full experience. Now they are the Titanic. I saw things like, uh, like, the Titanic ghost greeting the new the newcomers like it oh, was Lord. wild. I'm surprised so girl. Fun. I guess I don't know. Girl, I don't know. I'd be missing the things. I'm not on. I have a Twitter account. Never am on there. Um, so maybe that's part of the reason why I missed it. Uh, and you know, it's so funny. Like I was just talking to my husband about something else, and he was just talking about the stuff he'd be seeing on Instagram, and I'm like, I don't see those things. So, girl, maybe my the algorithm ain't set that way. It it knows that, girl, you can't handle this stuff. So, but yeah, I um didn't see all of that. I saw a few things, but not anything crazy. Or maybe I just didn't really pay attention too much. I just mostly scrolled by. But, whew, geez, I mean, some of the thing. It's funny until it's not funny. I right. Mean, like, it's creative. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like the creativity of people. Y'all, it'd be funny. You know, y'all can come up with funny things, but it's not funny to, like, I would have been like, dang, dang, y'all. Yeah, and I'm like, how do we find ourselves as a society, like, so mad at people who have money? Like, some of these people are just innocent people living their lives, and especially the average, well, maybe I shouldn't say this about the average American because I don't know, but I just know myself as an American, I am in the percentage, like the top 5% in the world, you know, who have things like we have clean water. We literally poop on clean water in this country. And there are people Mm. who are dying because they can't get water who would like gladly drink the water out of our toilets. You know, we want hot water. We get it. Now I know we have extreme poverty in America too, but I'm just saying like, like, so I'm seeing people like this, people with Jordans on, people with Yeezys, people with all kinds of trips and vacations on their profiles being like, yeah, like, you know, d- down with the wealthy. And I'm like, you're wealthy. Like, take yourself out of your American mindset and see, like, you are very wealthy as well. And you do things with your money that there are people in the world who would like be like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could buy food or I wish I could buy shoes or I wish I could buy underwear. Like, I, I was in one country, mm. a third world country, and and until the kids are a certain age, they were just running around with no under on because it wasn't wow. an expense like they couldn't afford. Yeah. And you come back here and people are talking about like their iPhones. Whatever. And I am not like disparaging those things, you know, uh, you know, until my house is completely minimalistic. Who am I to say anything? I'm literally holding an iPhone right now. What I'm saying is I just thought it was so interesting. The lack of empathy because and of wealth and compassion. Good. Those were five human beings. Mm. who did with their money guess what the same thing most of us do with our money which is whatever 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 we want want. yep and they wanted that experience and i don't think it meant that they deserve to die for it and that's I don't the think they do either, but whoo, 250 grand. Ooh, can you imagine the things? It, I 
I'm not saying like I'm judging. I'm just saying if I took 250 grand, one, it wouldn't be to give myself a panic attack and go up from the airport. <laughs> yeah, mean, people were saying when you're that rich, you get bored and you need like the rush. I don't even think it's that like you have to remember like one of the the people, one of the men who was there. I think it was with his son. He's a billionaire. When you look at mm-hmm. the people who have taken those trips and compare the ratio of 250 to what their net worth is. And then just compare the ratio of a trip you've taken to what your net network net worth Mm. is. You may see that it's very equal. Like he's like, Oh, I spent like 3% of my net worth on this trip. And then, you know, so I'm like, it's all relative. Yeah. It feels like a lot because most people aren't like that rich. Like that's like very, very rich. Um, but once again, there was a lady up there who had taken the trip before and to take the trip, she mortgaged her house. So it's like everybody has the things that they are very much so, into to do that to the to do the tin can. Yeah, to do the tin can because she was wow. like a Titanic fi- fanatic and oh. she like was crying and she was like, I've always wanted to do this. Like, da-da. so oh, I went down wow. the rabbit hole and I watched the little news special that came out not recently, just about this trip and this particular company who does this trip. And usually, I mean, they do try to do everything safely. Uh, I think the trip that just happened was the only trip of this year because of the mm-hmm. weather, because they can only mm-hmm. do it a certain time of year. So back to the story, long story short, for days, we are all thinking that it's just lost. And some of us are praying that it is found and they will be safe. And we are knowing that the, the ship thingy only has until Thursday morning because after that there's no more oxygen so I was just like oh I hope it's found I hope it's found Mm. and I think it was Wednesday night or either very early Thursday morning we found out that it wouldn't have mattered Mm. uh, the timing because they actually passed away very quickly because it imploded on itself near the Titanic so for me I'm like if there's a way to go thank God because there's Mm. when you're that far under the water and there's like a crack in your ship. I don't know if it was that window they talked about. I didn't read that far into it, but I just know like something happened that caused it to like pretty much implode. Like suddenly imagine like 16 elephants or whatever stepping on top of that thing at the same time. That's how quick. I think Doug told me like they were dead before their nerves could even realize that you know they were dead. So in the blink of an Mm. eye. So Mm. I was like, okay thank God they didn't have to have a long discussion like, you know I see one that, go like, and then with one exactly you oh my gosh are knowing oh. that if you killed four other people you could have oxygen to last you for at least a month or 20 what? days I think it was so then it's like do we all what? stay alive what? for four days or do we kill some of us so that we can be found and at least one person lives I mean I don't know Sharika I don't know what the stories are it's <laughs> got even darker than I already was I mean it gets dark I think when it life and death stuff can get dark Jeez, very very Louise. quickly so that's where my mind was I'm like okay there's a father and son and it's all men mm-hmm. what are those conversations and I saw a meme that was like you know coming next year Tom Hank, Hank starring in Ocean oh, Gate dude. you know well, I think maybe they would have made a movie out of it if mm-hmm. it really was a thing where like they died because lack of oxygen. Da, da, da. But the fact that it just imploded, I'm like, oh, okay, it was quick. You know, we were so, doing the countdown who, and they're already gone. So for the, you know, the little remote control, is that the, you know how they said it's <laughs> controlled by the remote control? Is that from someone yeah. on the inside? On Yes. 
Uh huh. So oh. they he can steer, but it worked. He's taken mm-hmm. that thing out a lot of times, but they also admitted that it's not like no government agency, no mm-hmm. quali- like NASA, no one has said this is a shape fix yeah. thing. It's not like it was built by them. Like he's just like, and you have to sign that waiver because of it. Um, and who knows? Like I'm sure they're going to do more research on it. They saw the debris from it. They are imagining because that's why they're bolted in. If you mess with the pressure, like it will, you will, your little thing will immediately fill all 6,000 tons of water pressure. And you're just, I mean, it's over. Your body turns into a soda can in like two seconds. So yeah, we're cue the Celine Dion music. Oh, no, girl, that was every song. talent show for a, oh a my while. gosh, I hate that everybody song. was singing it. <laughs> oh, Titanic! Uh, they they took five more. It's wild. That's a voyage I'm never going to take. Never. I um I. You know, we love Celine, but that song I hate. I think How I just. You? How dare you? You know what I think? I don't really love, like, even in the Disney movie, like the emotional movie songs, I don't love them. I don't know why. I just don't love them. And that one specifically, I feel it's, it was so, it was everywhere. At the time, it was everywhere. It was like you could not escape that song for years. But is that the song's fault, Sharika? Do you have to hate the song because the song was good? I didn't like the song and I couldn't escape it. It wasn't just I didn't like the song because it was everywhere. I didn't like the song and it was everywhere. Yeah, that's fair, but it's great. Oh, anyway. So that was like, uh, just like the thing that had my heart beating really fast this week and reminding me, I mean, we should be reminded every day. And I feel like if Evie was with us, he'd have a really like eloquent and like, <laughs> uh, wise words and way to say this, but you know, mm-hmm. hold the ones you love a little tighter, mm. hang out with your friends and enjoy life because anytime, any day, the blink of an eye, it's over. The Bible says, like, our life is a buffalo's breath. Like, it's that. And when you look at the span of history, it really is that. So live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of live, life, love and family, um, on the other end, oh, we just experienced Father's Day. Yep. I oh, thought it was interesting, great. like, this Father's Day. Me and my biological dad, there's no beef, but, like, he didn't raise me or anything. But like this Father's Day, he was in my DMs like four days before. And I was like, oh, hello. And the conversation's always very, very much awkward. Like he'll be like, hey, I'm in Maine. And I'll be like, cool. Talk to you again in four years. Like it's like that kind of a thing. So that's weird. Yeah. It's not like you live in Maine. It's like, okay. Exactly. (laughs) No. And this year he um I think he's getting close to retirement. So Mm -hmm. he is moving back to my hometown, which is where he's from. My mom's actually from New York. But my grandpa's from Rocky Mountain. Long story short, my mom ended up back in Rocky Mountain. Uh, so anyway, he's going to retire back there. So I think he's like, oh, yeah, I have a child who's who lives here. So I think he's like thinking about me because he like ran into my mom at like the dance club. My mom does blind dancing. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, y'all are so um, embarrassing. Why are my parents like being like my mom's like, oh, I saw your dad at the club. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, but anyway. Wow. Uh, so. <laughs> dad, wow. Oh my 
birthday this year, he called me and he's like, Hey, Sabrina, you're I saw your mom. She told me I need to call you because it's your birthday. And I was like, Oh, so you're you're calling me because my mom said Why did you say all that? Right. I like Sabrina. Happy birthday. (laughs) That is just not him. And I don't know him enough. Like he is social whatever but he's just awkward like that and it's and I'm always laughing when I talk to him because I'm like you're just such a ridiculous person like do you know how ridiculous you are and don't be in my DMs right before Father's Day thinking you're going to get a Father's Day because it's all about Clarence Clarence raised me and that's that's Father's Day is going to him but I would never talk to my dad like Mm -hmm. that because first of all my mom would like pop me my mom does not play when it comes to like respecting your elders and I get it Mm -hmm. I grew up in a Christian home where she's just like at the end of the day you honor your father and mother and you will honor him. So I wouldn't even joke the way I'm joking right now, like in front of my mom. Um, but in my heart, I'm like, it's not Father's Day for you, JD. <laughs> like, Father's <laughs> you know, I appreciate the little hello, but it's still going to be a picture of me and Clarence and, you know, my dad who raised me. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I know I'm not the only one who has that kind of feeling or that kind of relationship. It can be complicated when you have a parent in your life who didn't really contribute or raise you. Um, or when you have a parent in your life who was just simply not good to you. And we got a little taste of somebody else's family drama related to Father's Day. So Russell Simmons, he is popular in um, Black culture because of his contributions, not only to hip hop, but a lot of contributions to hip hop and that sort of thing. Uh, Baby Fat, he was married to the woman who was a model for that. Yeah, there we go. And, you know, she's right. I used to see that symbol all the time growing up and I wanted the little Baby Fat juicy jumpsuit (laughs) and all that. I didn't get it, you know. So they're just very popular couple. They had kids. I've never heard anything about them outside of what they contributed to pop culture. Oh, really? Uh, I really, I really haven't heard anything. Hmm. So I was shocked when, once again, I don't, girl, if you just see what's trending on Twitter, it'll really keep you up on what's going on Mm -hmm. in the world. So his daughter evidently on Father's Day said happy Father's Day to her mother. Mm-hmm. Now that's the thing, like as much as like my mom is bomb.com and my biological dad didn't raise me, I'm like, my we have Mother's Day for a reason. That's the day that you like hype your mom up. To do it on Father's Day too is like, okay, like it's not even a month later. Is it really necessary? But she thought it was necessary and boom, you do what you do. I'm not here to judge. I was just saying, not a choice I necessarily would have mm-hmm. made. And then people pressed and questioned the daughter about that. And suddenly we're getting all the tea on this family. Sharika, is this how you came about this story or okay, how do you so know about it? Didn't know anything about it. I knew Russell and Kamora um, just interwebs. And I used to love me some Run's House. Love Run's House. What's what's Run's House? So Run's House was a, a a reality TV show about Reverend Run, um, who is Joseph Simmons. So he is Russell Simmons' brother, and he was in a group called Run DMC. <clears throat> so uh, Run's House was about his family. <clears throat> so I loved Run's House. It used to come on on MTV and. I just loved it. So um, every now and then, Russell would be on there, but not very often. And Kamora was on there uh, because, what's his name? Uh, Reverend Run 
had two daughters at the time of the show. Um, and, you know, their aunt was Kamora. And I think they would do stuff with them sometimes. So I, I got a little glimpse of them every now and then on the show. So that's probably the only thing I knew about them a little bit more outside of than just a regular. She was a model. He was a, a hip hop mogul. Um, she was younger than him. But the more the little uh, more glimpse, glimpses that I got of them was through Run's house, which was not that often, but it was a little bit. So I knew them a little bit from there. But how I found out about this recent story was on a podcast that I listened to. You know, we talk about it. Here's the thing. Was watching that and they talked about it there. And then I also heard about it on the other podcast that I recommended to you guys, Gin and Juice. And it was, they talked about it on there too. So that was the first time I heard about it. <laughs> that was the first time I heard about it. And then I did go and look up the video that was referenced because the daughter did post that video. Like when people, like you were saying, pressing her, she posted this video of her dad without the sound of him just like, you can see him yelling and going off. So I did go look up that video to see what they was talking about. So she, there was that video. And then there was a video where she was just speaking to her, her experience with her father. Mm -hmm. And she was sharing like, Hey, I know y'all know my father is this, but this is what's been happening in recent years. And this is why our relationship is severed. So then it came to the question of, is it okay to air your family's business? And I think that only you can answer that question. Mm. Like, especially if I say something publicly and then people are questioning me about it publicly and I respond to it publicly, then, hey, you know what the key word is? Everything was happening publicly. But also I had the choice to not. And I am not in the school of painting people to be something they are not. I think you can yeah. be very honest about who a person is is while respecting them. I am honest about who my father is. That papa was a Rolling Stone. I mean, he has six kids. None of them have the same mom. He, like, every couple of years when I talk to him, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come see you. Or, and then I don't hear from And I'm. It, it's not even a hateful relationship or anything. Yeah. I'm just like, this is who you are. And at the same time, I know I got the smile that I have from you. Like, I am your little twin. Mm. And like mm -hmm. when he talked, I was riding my bike when he Facebook called me one time and then I found out he was like, oh, I didn't know you like to ride your bike. I ride my bike like 20 miles. So I'm like, oh, there's so much of me that wow. is him. And he didn't even. Yes, it is creepy. <laughs> there's wow. so many similarities between us that I'm not even aware of. I have respect for you. But at the same time, you are not a good dad to me. Mm. You may have been a good dad to the little brother that I have on that side of the family. Um, because you were in his life, but I don't know. You could have been in his life, but a bad dad to him too. Mm. Two things can be true. And right. I don't think, uh, anybody in our society who's like, you know, she shouldn't have said those things about her father. Well, guess what? It's true that he's calling them the B word, the C words, he, that he's being manipulative, that he's playing games. Like that is her father. Yes. There's probably some incredible things she's got from him being her father. Yes. And also, he is a jerk <laughs> and he has like some emotional regulation he needs to deal with and some mental instability he needs to deal with and some issues with respecting women that he needs to deal with. All of that can still be true. Sharika, how do, do you feel like you shouldn't say anything bad about your parent, even if it's true? Like, where did mm. you land in that debate? For me, I would not. But that's me. 
Um, and, and I have a different relationship, you know? Um, so, but like you said, like, I believe people got to do what they got to do. And then they also have to deal with the consequences of what they do. And I mean that for Russell, he did what he did. He got the consequences for what he did. And they're his daughter. You said what you said, you put it out there. And then, you know, People said what they said. Now, I don't agree that the people should be going hard on them. And I don't agree that they should be telling her what she should and shouldn't be doing. Uh, that's for her to decide. And um, But when you do put stuff out there, you are now subject to people's criticism, their critiques, their, you know, whatever, their questions that they have more. You know, when you say something, and like even like people, you know that you know I don't not even celebrities, just like people on Facebook, they'd be like, you know, had a you know I can't stand this person or had a rough day or whatever, and then they don't say you'd be like, say what you gotta say, what are you trying to say, what's with the what's with the codes and all that. So if you're gonna say things in public or put something out there, then you can't control what happens when it goes out there. So I do, but I do feel bad and don't think people should have came for her like that. But I, you know, you just can't control those things. So that's why I wouldn't put stuff out there because I don't need everyone else's opinion, you know, comments, concerns, criticisms, whatever. I don't need it. I don't want it. So that's why I wouldn't do it. But people can do whatever they want to do. And maybe she felt like, you know what? Y'all think my dad is so great. Well, do they? I don't know at this point because we didn't heard things so mm -hmm. or maybe he just wanted or maybe she just felt like he's not you thought he was bad or well, he really really bad look at what how he treats us i don't know but i do and this is on but on the other side i do not like when people treat people wrong and they want you to pretend as though it's okay that i cannot stand i mm. hate that i hate that with a passion don't try to be rude and then want me to go around smiling as if everything is all hunky-dory. It's not. It's not. This face is going to tell that it's not. So that's how I feel about that. Yep. There it is. And I love a good exposure. And guess what, people? <laughs> no, I really do. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> you you be like, the justice will be served. I'm, and that's the part, justice. And even for myself. It, mm -hmm. And y'all might be like, oh, you like it for other people. But when it happens to you, no. When don't I expose called, me. I don't want it's it. Like, no, I, but I'm here for it. I know, you know you that prayer. Some people that, are. Yeah, that prayer that David prayed, like, search me and know me, reveal mm. any wicked way in me. You know mm. I'm here for it? Because I care to grow. I care to change. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I'd like to think I'm living my life in such a way that I don't even have to walk on glass being like, oh, no. I'm about to be exposed for that. I'm going to be exposed for that. But some people don't. They have such a lack of self-awareness. And wow. as a person who has spent a lot of time with a lot of men who do terrible things and people just want to pretend like because they had these other great traits that the two things can't be true, that part of me and those experiences, experiences in me 
had me being like, yes, girl, put it out there. Because yeah, just because you're a man and you have these talents doesn't mean you can do whatever you want and treat mm-hmm. people any old kind of way. Mm-hmm. Man or woman, really. But I used to yeah. work for the church and I saw a lot of men get away with terrible things. Um, and it was because they were talented or they were related to this person or we really needed them for this other thing or just because I don't know. I don't, that's like the only time in my life I had penis envy. I remember saying to a coworker at that time, I wish I had a penis because I feel like y'all can actually hear me. And I'm so mm. glad I don't live in a space anymore where I feel like that. I was just so frustrated. And so it's like, yes, Russell, shout out to everything you've done for the culture. And also you're being a trash dad. Mm, yeah. Period. Yep. And no, so now for me, like what I was saying, but I don't want it to be exposed. If we have a relationship, I want you to, you know, I, I don't, I want to grow. I want to do other things, but don't try to, <laughs> don't try to put me on the front street to be, you know, no, I do want to be addressed. Oh. Huh? No, I said, you, of course I, not. That's, but I, mind you, I don't so try good. to live my life in a trash way. And I am the person that thinks if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. If it's going to someone's going to be caught, I will be the one. So I do try to live my life right because I'm not trying to be, I don't want to be out there. And I feel like if it's going, if somebody's not going to get away with it, it's going to be me. So I live my <laughs> life with, <laughs> with a healthy understanding that, you know what? And, and I, and I wonder that about people be like, y'all really? Why do y'all think y'all can get away with these things? I don't, I never feel that way. Girl, it's just like Ocean Gate. It's like you see that waiver and it has death on it the three times the first three page, but it's just like, not going to happen to me. Well, I have done a few things. I mean, I'm just, you know, <gasps> the roller coasters or, no, I'm just saying like there are things that I probably have done that have been like, you know, you be just signing, you be like, it's good, but I, you know. But it is a calculated yeah. risk. I'll say that. It's a calculated there risk. There we go. So um, sh- all that being said, shout out to the fathers who are doing their yeah. thing and the father figures in people's life and the men who are just trying to be like Christ and the women, honestly. But, yeah. you know, this is about Father's Day and you, you don't have to even have a your own biological child to have that great impact on someone. Mm. Cause I can shout out so many people, so many men in my life who weren't my biological dad or my stepdad who were incredible um, influences, positive influences in my life. So there mm. we go. Yeah. Uh, are we ready for our scripture friend? Yeah. I did want to say one last thing about the father's day. My husband, he's not a father. But he does think that the Father's Day get Father's Day doesn't get the respect. He thinks that, you know, he's like, Father's Day, now we heard this comedian, I don't know if it's true because I didn't look at the stats, but it was saying how, like, Father's Day is, like, the 20th, like, in the ranking of holidays, it's, like, the 20th holiday, and, like, Mother's Day is, like, the second or something. And and I so I do feel bad for the fathers out there doing the the best they can and the right thing for their child. Um, and, you know, even though Father's Day is gone now, we do need to put a little more respect on the Father's Day. On Mother's Day, we don't take time to point out the trash mothers. There are trash mothers out there. There but are that's amazing because mothers. there's an overwhelmingly amount Correct. more of Correct. I agree. Fa- if I men want Father's Day to be better, then let's let's help the men throughout the year 
Because when you look at the statistics of how many men are just dropping little seeds and not doing anything, not watering them, not providing sunlight, not providing the proper amount of shade, not just dropping the seeds and just moving about their day. That is the, I think that is the reason why. And I don't feel bad for fathers who are doing well because they're doing well. I feel happy. I celebrate you. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we need to just use the day to focus on the good fathers the trash fathers, y'all know y'all trash every day of the year. And and, <laughs> and we don't even need to give you the energy. On the well, I think that's easier for you to say because you grew up with a great dad. But I think for people who didn't, that day can be triggering for them. And that's how oh, they deal with their, their trauma. Like for me, I never really think about my biological dad, but I don't. And I wouldn't take the opportunity on Father's Day to think about him, but I got mm. really blessed with an amazing dad who raised me and loves me. So I don't have that, but I'm trying to think alternate world. Sabrina didn't have a stepdad. Biological dad is who he is. Maybe on Father's Day, I'd be like, just a reminder, JD, <laughs> you're still trash. Like, <laughs> I don't know. My you energy. might, knowing you, you know what? As you just said, you might. <laughs> your energy might be different so I do want to be I agree with you Sharika and you know in my personal life because you're actually a good Sharika and I are good friends outside of the pod so she knows I usually am a positive person and like uplifting but I do want to like be empathetic to the people who do go towards the negative on Father's Day because there are just so many people I know who have trash dads that I'm like dang Mm -hmm. I get it (laughs) <laughs> all right we're gonna go to yeah. the scripture uh yep. this week we are in uh second samuel chapter 20 uh we are dealing with the war that's happening and they are going to this city because in the old days the cities were like protected by walls and things and somehow like it's hard for me to think about now even though trump talks about building a wall all the time like i'm like is a wall really gonna stop people like we got trains mm. we got airplanes we got cars but in the old days i guess the walls were really stopping people so they were going there they were going to just kill everybody in the city because they were trying to get this one guy and he escaped there and they're like okay we'll just wipe them all out so that's where we are verses 16 through 21 but a shrewd woman called out from the city Listen, everybody, please tell Job to come close so I can talk to him. When he had come, the woman said, are you Job? He said, I am. Then she said, listen to what I have to say. He said, I'm listening. There's an old saying in these parts. If this answers you want, come to a bell and get it straight. We're peaceful people here and reliable. And here you are trying to tear down one of Israel's mother cities. Why would you want to mess with God's legacy like that? Joe protested, believe me, you've got me all wrong. I'm not here to hurt anyone or destroy anything, not on your life. But a man from the hill country of Ephraim, Sheba, son of Bikri, by his name, revolted against King David. Hand him over, him only, and we'll get out of here. The woman told Job, sounds good. His his head will be tossed to you from the wall. So then the woman goes like back into the city and she tells them about the conversation she had with Job. And they all agree they get this guy, behead him, throw his head over the wall, and then they're like, okay, now we don't have to go to war. And I'm like, that is so sad. Like, imagine you're in trouble, you did something shady, and you run back to your hometown, or you run back to your house, and you think you're safe, I'm with my people. But then your people are like, listen, they're going to go to war with all of us. 
if we mm. don't give you so it's the beheading <laughs> first of all that woman was brave to like go out to the head of the army and be like can we strike up a deal or something because we're really not all trying to die but then I felt that must have been so terrible for that guy who was trying to escape like he thought he was he thought he was onto something but he really wasn't sad day Sharika sad day do we have any Sharika's thoughts today I do what does Sharika have to express? Um, Sharika expresses that live life in the way you would want to be remembered. So mm. if you're living a trash life, don't expect people to have fond things to say when you're gone. If you're living a wonderful life, you have no, you have nothing to fear and nothing to regret. So live the life, live life the way you want to be remembered. That's what I have to express to you all today. Mm, I love that one. Okay. So with that being said, Sharika, is there something you'd like to recommend that will help them live their life in the way they want to be remembered? I don't or... know if that, I don't have something like that, but I have something that maybe give me, give you a little entertainment. There's love a new it. movie that just came out on Netflix called The Perfect Fine with Gabrielle Union. I think it like literally dropped huh. today. So that's what I'm going to be getting into. And it's about, uh, it says a chance meeting, a steamy kiss. Jenna can't get, can't get cute, confident Eric off her mind. The problem, he's nearly half her age. And Wait, mom, what? And his mom is her new boss. See, this is out of control. You had me until the age thing. Can we not start encouraging? This is madness. People dating people who were babies when they were 20, 30. Oh, yeah. It is creepy. How old are they supposed to be in this, Sharika? I don't know. I I know Gabrielle Union is the main lady. So, I guess Mm, 40. So, she wants to date a 20-year-old? Well, maybe she she, hasn't even fully developed. I was going to say, maybe she didn't notice how young. Maybe she didn't know how he young he was at first but you know at first some of them do be looking young <laughs> i don't know how great uh, we had to watch the movie to find i don't know but when i was on tinder what i had uh trish and them put in my profile was like why am i on tinder so like it was basically alluding to the fact that i'm tired of like teenagers hitting on me because i'm short mm. and especially in those days my face like i run younger like as soon as i start talking people usually pick up that i'm not a kid but mm-hmm. like i just can and it has to be maybe I, maybe it's because I work with children, teenagers, mm-hmm. young adults for so long. I'm like where they are maturity emotionally. I cannot even find like I couldn't even go there. Oh, gross. Yeah. So, but I might watch the movie after all the trash I talk. I see. Maybe talk about that next week, friend. I don't know. We can talk, like well, we can talk about that, and we can talk about what we're going to go see on Sunday. Oh, I can't wait. Yes, yes, yes. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, my recommends in the spirit of like being close to the ones you love and blah 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 is the Marco Polo app. Now mm-hmm. those who are very close to me know that I am a Snapchatter. I am mm-hmm. on that thing all the time. My family is spread out in the country. My friends are as well. So it is just like so fun and easy um, to talk to them in that way. But my friend Tracy was like we need to go to Marco Polo because I'm getting off Snapchat. 
And what's it to me to download another app? Uh, Marco Polo is a video chat app that brings you closer to the people who matter most without asking you to compromise on trust. I don't know why that little compromise on trust part is in there. I don't get that part. But the other part makes a lot of sense in their little bio about what the app is. The difference between that and Snapchat is that the videos are always there, which I love. So if you want to respond to someone um, on Snapchat, sometimes you forget what they say, especially if they're like me and they can see me like a 10 minute snap. It's like, what did she say like five minutes ago? But Marco Mm. Polo, it saves the videos for you. And if you have the paid version, you can do some fun stuff on it. And I just really, really love it. Sharika and I are in a group with some of our dear friends. And I feel like I just know what's going on in their lives. We're all just keeping up daily. I just love Marco Polo. It's free. They have a free version, which is just as good as the paid version. So check out Marco Polo and add your friends and family and have some fun. Well, guys, it was great being with you as always. It's always a fun time. And thank you for giving us your time. You know, y'all can be doing all the things, but you spend some of your time with us and we're grateful and we're appreciate. We do appreciate it. So thank y'all. Share it with a friend, share it with a loved one. You know, as EB would probably say, share it with someone you don't like. You know, he always there for a hot take. So do all the things. Thank you again. And if if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back.